Hello, good morning. Well, it's definitely morning for me. Good evening, James. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm joined today, me. By, joined today by James T. James T is all the way in Sydney. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about how James uh, supports from afar and how uh, some of the lengths that James has gone to to be an Arsenal fan. James, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thanks for having me, Fergus. So, um, James, first of all, we, we, we've, we've met, you've been in London, and we'll talk about that coming up shortly. Uh, tell us a little bit by, about how you became an Arsenal fan and how, from so far away, you became an Arsenal fan. Uh, I guess probably going on 20 years now. Um, so late 90s, early 2000s, I s- sort of started getting behind the Gunners. Um, my local club that I used to play at as a kid... Um, had the same logo, the Gunners. Um, that probably has something to do with it. Um, but then also, as you very well know, at the time, we had some very good football, plenty of trophies. Um, and yeah, that sort of sort of helps. So were you, were you a glory hunter? Uh, you could say that, but I've certainly stuck around through some tough times, so... <laughs> <laughs> you have you have done the um, two, and um, we 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 met each other um, courtesy of a mutual friend of ours, Jamie Goulding, uh, yeah, in the delightful town of Middlesbrough. Um, you told, yeah, I sort of locked myself in to go to a game up there, my first ever game at the, or seeing the Arsenal. Um, yeah, little to I did I know what Middlesbrough was really about, but there you go. And where where would you equate Middlesbrough Middlesbrough to in Australia then? Oh God, I don't know if we even have a place quite like that to be honest. <laughs> um, so I, I I booked that- myself in for a couple of days, thinking, oh, you know, it's a nice seaside town. Um, we'll go out and check that part of the country out. Um, but yeah, thankfully, I got to see a couple of other games from the lower leagues and whatnot as well while I was there. So it turned out to be all right. And uh, that was that was my uh, first away game with the wife. Uh, I convinced her uh, with yep. some prosecco and a hot tub to, to come. And uh, it was quite good in in Doctor Brown's the away pub, uh, the away pub, when we all met up. Uh, you met my wife. She was quiet and quiet reserved at first. Yep. Uh, by the end of it, she was going, "Hey, you know, <laughs> I want to know where your captain's gone." Yeah. Uh, and, yeah it was uh, great fun. Did, were you were you you weren't down the front with us, so you were further back, weren't you? Uh yeah, I was quite high up in the stands, but um, it was a decent away support for that game, so um, yeah, had pretty good time. Um, from memory, it was pretty poor weather, so I was happy to be undercover. It, the weather was dry, but it was fucking cold by the end of the night, and then trying yeah. to get out of that stadium it was a long walk back. Uh, yeah, we've. We luckily ducked into a curry house and just before he closed and got a curry, so we warmed up yep. with a couple of beers and back to the shithole of a hotel that we're in. I'll tell you, first yeah. thing in the morning, we were out of there. Out of there. <laughs> well, I think I'd been on the beers since lunchtime, so warming up wasn't a problem you for me. You, <laughs> you didn't. You, you held it well, that's all I can say. Yeah, that's Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's probably an Irish background somewhere along the way. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise um, me. So then you went and saw Man United and Leicester both at the Emirates. So you saw some yep. some wins there. Uh, yeah. What did you make of the Emirates? What did you make of um, the performances? Um, I did the stadium tour first, which was fantastic. Um, get a little recording to walk around the stadium too, and all behind the scenes. Um, so there was a good bit of history there and that sort of thing. Get to go down and sit in 
Wenger's seat, that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, then if you, get a chance to co- if you get a chance to come back, you got to try the Legends Tour. I've done the same tour, but with uh, I don't know when uh, Nigel Winterburn. Yeah, I, I came out of there. It was for my birthday. I came out of there. I felt like a ten-year-old kid, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Um, then I think it was a midweek game from memory, the Leicester City, um, which was a pretty drab game to be honest. Um, but from what memory, Nacho Monreal got the winner really late, quite late. Um, so that was good that to Danny see. Welbeck, the score at the very end, no? Or was that no, the you're thinking the season before, yeah. Ah, okay, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Man United, we beat 2-0. Um, I've got a picture from that day. It was World Laughter Day, so very appropriate. Um, <laughs> not only did we win 2-0 against my personally most hated team, Man United, but... Uh, the first goal was a deflection off the backside of Herrera, so that made it all the sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Why personally your your most hated team? Um, the dynamic with Premier League support in Australia is very dominated by Man United fans. Um, and going back on what I was saying before, I think it's to do with how popular, or oh, their popularity is to do with how successful they were um, since sort of the Premier League era, I guess. Um, so yeah, basically all of my close friends are Man United fans. So that's my own and, personal uh, little derby. Uh, well, on the subject of derbies, we normally are the most favourite derby that we all have uh, is um, the North London derby. Yeah. Um, and I've been to plenty of North London derbies uh, at the Emirates, but I've never <laughs> really ventured um, down to Wide Out Lane just because I think... I'll end up having too many beers and get my head kicked in. <laughs> but you did. Yeah. Um, so basically the story behind that was I was in in London at the time, North London Derby away. Thought if I could get my hands on a ticket, I'd be there in a flash. Um, I think they only released about two, two and a half thousand tickets. So everyone told me I've got not a chance in hell. Um, I but think I told you the same. Yeah, again, I paid quite over the odds, but... Um, being from Australia, um, that little bit of extra cash sort of seemed worthwhile to me. So off I went, um, followed everyone's advice, and especially since I was going alone, wore no colours. Um, Good. Yeah, got there nice and early, got in the concourse, and it was the atmosphere was unreal. Everyone singing, having a drink, having a great time. Um, unfortunately, we didn't play too well on the day. Got beaten 2-0. Um to be honest, I thought the first half of the game, the Spurs fans were really quiet and all the sort of yelling and carrying on and all the fun was being had by the away support. Um, obviously, that shifted as they sort of took the lead. But um, even though it wasn't the result any of us would want to see, it was definitely an experience um, and one that I'm glad I glad I went to. And you said to me that that changed your view of of the whole sort of North London derby, it gave you an insight to the feeling of it all? Yeah, um, I was actually seated, seated quite close to the boundary of where it goes. went from Arsenal to Spurs support, so seeing them face-to-face and copping the abuse uh, <laughs> was quite something. Um, Did it but make what, knees knock? <laughs> yeah, what um, really sort of um, opened my eyes was when we were leaving the stadium, so they held all the Arsenal fans in until pretty much all of the Spurs were out of the stadium. Um, so and then they'd be standing on the corner of Park Lane and hurl more abuse and bricks at you. 
Yeah, so as we sort of come out of the stadium, from the doors all the way up to the main road, and for it felt like miles afterwards, lined with police, police on horses, vans, riot squad, all that sort of thing. Um, and just either side of that wall of coppers was, yeah, plenty of Spurs fans hurling abuse and paper cups and whatnot. Um, I was actually right next to Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV as we came out of the stadium and he had to get hurled off in a police car. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, right uh, yeah. you know, once you sort of get a little bit out of the stadium, um, my lack of colours sort of, I could eventually blend in, but he was never going to have that um, with no. the sort of how well-known well, he is now. His face is known all over, all over the internet now, isn't he? So that's why he's Yeah, you, s- you can't miss the guy either. He's a massive human. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovely fellow. I've spoke about him a, a few yeah. times. I've met, I've met him a Yeah, I got the chance to talk to him too. Um, yeah, knows his football what, too, I felt. He, he does, he does. And he, he's very pleasant in the sense of his, his demeanour and everything else. But uh, mm. he was meant to t- have his Arsenal fans TV on the concourse after the game, which he does in most other stadiums. But the yep. uh, Spurs security said, no, you're moving off the concourse and pushed him onto the corner of that road where all the, the police fans and, the, and yeah. uh, the Spurs fans were. And that's where he came into abuse. I think verbal and there's talk of racial as well, but let's not cut down that road. But um, mm. he ended up having to go back to Finsbury Park and, and do, his, do his thing, whether you like it or not. You know, he, he does a decent job of what he does. And we we got the opportunity to meet up again, didn't we? At um, did we meet down in Marlebone before the before the semi final? Um, I don't think we met before the semi, but I um certainly semi, met up with at the final. Yeah, I think we met. I went to the torch first, which was fantastic, and then we met down at one of the pubs closer to the stadium. Um, it was all a blur. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Oh yeah, very good way, very good way. And um, you, you had a lovely seat, didn't you? Yeah. Um, for the final, I was probably ten, fifteen rows back, I guess. Um, yeah. Sort of behind our goal. Um, yeah, it, it was great, great stuff. Um, much and better than. With... Yeah, I was going to say Go much on. better than the semi-final where I sat in with the city fans. Um, I don't know how you could do that. Yeah, well, it was either that or not go. Um, Arsenal sort of end of Wembley for the semi sold out real quick and City being City wasn't able to sell went right down to general admission um, so I got on their website got myself a ticket um, and yeah sat in with them again ran no colours <laughs> um, and yeah I, I think I did quite well to sit on my hands for most of the game and mumbling under my breath and that sort of thing but um, I think I pretty much you get blew... found out do you think? yeah absolutely Um Aguero scored up our end um, the sort of runaway one-on-one goal um, and the whole crowd around me went up and I just was the only one still seated so I think my cover was blown then Um, but yeah Uh, to be honest uh, I I, I don't think you would be the only one in there there'd be a few I I reckon especially if it went to general release yeah yeah definitely I think about a thousand went to general release Um, but if my cover wasn't blown then I'd say um, when Sanchez knocked in the winner in extra time, um, all the Arsenal players ran to the corner where I was seated to celebrate, and it was oh, shit. <laughs> um, there was no mistaking who I was supporting when <laughs> when that goal went in. Yeah, it's a good job you can get ejected, you know. So, but at that point, it wouldn't yeah. matter, would it? Yeah. To, to, to be honest, um, yeah, 
I might have caught a, a sly look here or there, but the City fans were not a problem at all. Never felt really any hostility or anything like that. That's good. In fairness, yeah. that's the way it should be. I know I know we all like a bit of rivalry and a bit of uh, banter and stuff like that, but if somebody's getting your head kicked in just because of who you support, it would be wrong. Yeah, it? yeah for sure. And uh, after the cup final, and so we had Chelsea, we went there in as serious underdogs in, in the final. Mm. Um, where were you sitting in the final? Upper, lower? Arsenal uh, end, Chelsea end? <laughs> Arsenal end, lower. Um, lower, okay. Yeah, p- paid through the skin again through that um, to get a ticket for that, but wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah. And did did you meet up with myself and Billy, Danny, Scott, Roddy? Yeah, certainly did. Got a couple of cracking photos and videos on my phone from that day, actually. Um, I'll have to show you, you sometime. Share <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that, that was a day. That was a day and a half, I tell you. Yeah, I've actually... I, I, I've got a um, video which ends um, at the torch with um, you singing and dancing around a burning Chelsea scarf. Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) I've got the FA Cup as well. Yeah. Where's your double cup? We fucked your double up. We fucked your double up. (laughs) Yeah, there was some great chance that night. (laughs) And There's that picture of all the beers. Remember when we came along when we we were queuing up at that temporary bar and there was four of us who said, uh, four beers, please. Should we yeah. all just buy four beers? So we had 16 uh, beers. The, the, the lines to get beers, you're mad if you're not buying four at a time. You spend half yeah. the day in the line otherwise. Yeah, it was good. It was good night. Yeah. I, oh, Jesus, the next day. I couldn't be hung over the next day. I was that over the moon. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like The body knows it probably should be after the day it's had, but yeah, it's impossible to feel bad after a day like that. And uh, then later that summer, the Arsenal went down under. Yeah, um, first time in my lifetime. Um, I believe they'd been out before, but it had been a good 30 years or so. Um, And yeah, they played in Sydney at our um, sort of big stadium and got sort of 80,000 on a Wednesday night and 85-odd on the the Saturday against our local two Sydney teams, Um, which was, yeah, it was awesome to see it out here. Um, I remember you posted some bits and pieces on the forum as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um obviously give you guys a bit of insight that just how much support there is outside of London and outside of even the UK, other side of the world and selling out stadiums and to be honest it was seemed to be pretty much all Arsenal fans like there was a small contingent of uh, support for the Sydney and Western Sydney teams but it was yeah mostly people dressed up in the Arsenal colours in the Arsenal colours and yeah. I was going to say, were they, were they, do you reckon many of them were local Aussies or were there people from England going out and touring with them? Or? It seemed to mostly be Australians. Um, I think there was a little bit of, you know, people from Melbourne, Brisbane, other parts of Australia um, because it's so rare. Like um, the last couple of years, especially, we've had a few teams, um, especially from the Premier League come out. We've had United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Um, but this is the first time we had Arsenal. Um, and yeah seemed to get a real big response um it was only two months before that liverpool came out for one game um and got only 70 odd thousand so it was good to see arsenal you know out doing the the other reds (laughs) and what time what time of the day because like we moan over here about um not being able to see in the uk not being able to see three o'clock kickoffs yeah which is a big 
big gripe of mine. Um, and we go to all ends of uh, finding a pub that now show them are mm. uh, going on the internet and trying to get a decent stream and so on. Uh, you don't have any problems like that. You can see all the games out there, can you? Yeah, there's never any trouble um, finding a stream or anything like that. We have good television coverage. Um, the obvious trade-off is that, you know, for most games, say on a Saturday or Sunday uh, midday sort of kickoffs, we're looking at uh, midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. on either a Saturday or a Sunday night, which, um, to be honest, is just... Yeah, I, I really struggle to watch it any other time but live, to be honest. I don't know what it is, but I, I yeah, I feel like I have to watch it live. <laughs> I, you know um, what? I, I've even done it before, where if I've been stuck in traffic, and in the good old days when we used to be in the Champions League, and uh, we'd be kicking off at seven forty-five, and I mightn't get in till seven forty-five, grab some food and everything else, and yep. I'd have it on record, and I'd uh, start playing it and playing it in real time. But then you go, no, I gotta fast forward every time the ball goes out of play. You're fast mm. forward and trying to catch up with real time. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be. With, be with you and uh, try and watch them live. Although I'm shit late nights, I, I don't think I could mm. do three o'clock in the morning. I'd, I'd be falling asleep. Yeah, it is tough. Um, the the midweek games. Uh, so for this year, it's been a Europa uh, Europa League and the odd uh, midweek Premier League game. Um, so those games for you guys are generally seven, seven forty-five, eight o'clock, eight, that eight sort o- of thing. Eight or five, eight or five for the Europa. Yeah, um, that puts us at. 5am or 7am or that sort of thing in the middle of the week which for me means a lot of the time I either catch the first half and have to go to work or you know that's you know a bit of a predicament you're not a real fan are you (laughs) I actually have two computer screens at work um, so it's not uncommon for it to be minimised and popping up in the in the side there, <laughs> and having the audio in the ear, so that when you hear something building up, you can bring this bring the screen back up again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you you've got Sydney and you've got Western Sydney, and you're a Western Sydney fan as your local team. Yeah, that's that's who I support. Um, Western Sydney Wanderers, they're called. And that must have been strange watching your Arsenal playing them. Yeah, to be honest, the, the A League, which is our um, our league over here is only oh, touch over 10 years old. Um, and the Western Sydney Wanderers are only about five years old. So um, Arsenal come well and truly before any of that for me. So um, I was definitely wearing my Arsenal jersey at that game. <laughs> so what, what before, before before the A-League then, what did yep. you watch? There was no Australian football then. It was just you watched... Uh, no, they had, a, they had a um, the NSL National Soccer League. And I sort of liken it to you know before you had the Premier League you had the old Division 1 um, English League okay. which is sort of not on the same level they just sort of upped their game um, so yeah okay. even though we have the A-League now it's still pretty poor quality I'd say it's probably down like your League 1 or 3rd Division probably okay, around so that standard it, 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 would it be lower than the MLS? yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So, well, that's why Robbie Fowler and and uh, a few others went out there and still could play and earn, earn a quid for a while. Yeah, they have like a marquee uh, player rule where you can splurge a little bit um, and spend more money on a on a certain player, um, an international player, because um, they actually operate under a salary cap to keep the league more even, and more okay. competitive. Um, which, yeah, has its pros and its cons, I guess, but. That's how they've decided to do things here. 
And, and how are Western Sydney Wanderers doing then? Uh, they're about mid-table at the moment, um, which puts them instead to make the finals. Um, it's a bit different to how football's played over there. We have um, 27 league games and then the top six go into a finals knockout series, um, which is sort of the premier trophy you want to win. So it's sort of a cup competition mixed in. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and you're back over to, well, part, part of Europe again in, in the summer, aren't you? Yeah, um, off to Russia for the World Cup. Um, yeah, so that should be an experience, uh, to say the least. <laughs> brought your um, NBC suit. Yeah, might have to get the gas mask. <laughs> um, actually, going to Which a couple of the, couple of England games in there. Um, I've got the list here. It's uh, France versus Australia, Belgium versus Panama. Portugal versus Morocco, Denmark versus Australia, England versus Panama, Spain versus Morocco, and Belgium versus England. Oh, you get to see some good teams then. And England. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I had to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll have to check on the car when I go out today. <laughs> yeah. Australia so, aren't so doing the, too well themselves, so. How, how did you come about getting those tickets? Did you go into a ballot or something for them? Uh, yeah, some of the tickets came through a ballot, um, and then the others were a first come, first serve, where it was the, you know, get on at 2am and line up online in a in a queue on a terribly uh, glitchy website, so um, all worked out and well. And you had to do all your IDs and everything else, so I, yeah, I, I, it's, we're led to believe over here you have to get this photo ID in advance and visas and so on. Yeah, that's all sorted, I've got it all, it's all been sent out to me already, um, pretty simple really, just give them your passport details and your little photo ID and they send you out a little personalised um, tag to hang around your neck. Um, right. So yeah, okay. a lot lot simpler and than some might have you believe. Yeah, because over here they're saying it's a nightmare and you need to do it loads in advance and there's delays and typical media sort of stuff. Yeah. And what have you made of our, um, our Europa League campaign getting back to the Arsenal? Um, in a way, I... I'm sort of still missing the Champions League. It it does suck to see the other teams, um, especially doing quite well or making the knockouts and that sort of thing. Um, but on that same note, um, with how we've gone this season, I can't imagine we would have done very well anyway. Um, so to see us in the Europa League and it seems about our level at the moment, as sad as that is to say. Um, and yeah, we're doing quite well considering... Uh, I didn't give us a chance of beating AC Milan, so I'll take it as long as they keep proving me wrong. To be honest, that first away game, I I, I think I said on the podcast, if uh, if we come away with the nil-nil or just in the game mm. and bring it back to the Emirates, we've done half a chance, and to come back with a 2-nil was fantastic. Yeah, I would have been happy with the 2-1 loss and away goal, and yeah, 2-0 away yeah, from keep, home was the last thing I expected. Yeah, yeah, just keeping the tie. And we've got CSK coming up, um... And then, who knows? Um, mm. I, do you fancy coming to France? Uh, who knows? I, I might. I'm actually over in Europe um, before the World Cup. They're going to a couple of places, so there might be a detour on the cards if we manage to make the final. Okay. I might see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Fing, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, don't want to make any plans too early. Um, and but... what's your, what's your uh, prediction for the league? Where do you think we'll finish? Um 
And then probably one the last things I'll ask you. you know, tell us on that one first of all. Um, I, I think where we are now in six looks about our level. I don't think the Burnleys and Leicesters below will catch us. Um, but who knows? I, I, if we keep playing second string teams and prioritising Europa League, um, we probably have a couple of losses left in us, to be honest. Um, okay. But uh, I'm sort of taking a different look outlook on the remaining league games because there's nothing to play for. Um, our next game against Stoke, uh, I would love to contribute to those guys getting relegated. So that's a big game now for me. <laughs> yes, I, I have to agree, actually. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, only, the only shame is Pulis is not there. Yeah, to knock him out with Stoke would just be unreal. Oh, would be fantastic. Fuck off, you rugby team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and and to finish up, give us your finest Arsenal memory, um, and name also who your all-time favourite player is and why. Um, we've already been over my my biggest memory and best memory. It's got to be that cup final. Um, yeah. To be honest, going in as underdogs like we were. Um, adds to it Um, we played well on the day but even had that stroke of luck looking back on it that first goal was offside was it handball was it you know all that sort of thing Um, and to get a dodgy goal or two against Chelsea just makes it even sweeter for me Um, yeah fantastic could never have hoped to have been in an FA Cup final and see them lift the trophy um yeah, that that was okay. awesome for me. Favorite player? Um, got to be Henry. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, probably the player that had the biggest influence in me supporting Arsenal as I was growing up. Um, and yeah, just an absolute pleasure to watch. Um, current day team, uh, it's just nothing you can even compare to it. But if I had to say my current favorite player, it'd be Young Jack. Um. So yeah, there you go. There's a debate going on at the moment on the forum about Jack Wilshere. Is he a leader? Is he not? Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, I think overall the team in general seems to be lacking any sort of leadership at the moment. Um, the only other player that you could say has any sort of leadership qualities, I think, is maybe Czech and maybe Motorsaka, but they're both sort of on the way out. Um, and yeah, Jack seems to show the passion. Um the only problem with him is obviously his injury record. Just can't seem to keep together for a somebody, whole season. Somebody mentioned the other day about leadership qualities and uh, comparing Jack to other players since you, you've compared. And, and they said that they think Rambo would make a, a better captain. And he does get stuck in and he does give it his all. And mm. look at FA Cup final after FA Cup final. He's, done, he, he's, come, he's come up with the goods as much as he comes into a lot of criticism. Yep, absolutely. Um, I think the only thing you can say with Ramsey is exactly what I said with Wilshire. It doesn't seem to be able to put an injury-free season together, whether it's a hamstring or whatever it is. Um, yeah, apart from that, he can't argue with what he does on the pitch. Um, a lot of people used to say, you know, Rambo is a sideways, backwards passer sort of player, but um, he certainly comes up with crucial goals and in big games. So for me, that's very important. And one more year, two more years. <laughs> I think you. I think he's he's going to stay, um, but I think he should leave in the summer. I think he should have left 
um, a couple of times. Probably after each of the FA Cup wins was was the time to go. Um, yeah. Do you, Do you think if he wins, you you, you think he's going to stay anyway? Um, yeah. Okay, so my next question is irrelevant. If we win the Europa Cup, will he stay or will he go? So you think he's staying regardless? Yeah, I, I, yeah, cool. that's that's Wenger won't leave, and I can't see the club sacking him. So that's where I think the the end of that discussion is really. Yeah, James, it's been brilliant. It's been very weird doing this with a cup of tea, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got one here too, but um, it's a late night one for me. Yeah, all right, okay. You you enjoy. Listen, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, no worries. And keep following the Arsenal, up the Arsenal. Will do. Thank watching, you, Fergus. No worries, mate. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons with James T., uh, my guest. Uh, it's Fergus from Arsenal Fans Forum. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.